0: Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Freestyle Way podcast. Today is an episode of change. And what do I mean by this? Well, it's an episode of change because this podcast is evolving. And as you may have noticed in the last few episodes, I've been doing mostly solo podcasts. And I just realized I have my little AirPods in. So I'm going to take those out. (laughs) Well, what I was saying was that I've been doing solo episodes, and one of the reasons is because I have a lot to share and a lot to say, and I believe anybody who's listening is also interested in maybe hearing some of my insight. So I'm looking to do, uh, and maybe that's completely uh, egotistic to believe, but it, it's this is my platform and this is what I choose to do, and there are certain things that I want to tell you and I'm going to tell you if you are willing to listen. All right. Uh, that being said, I, I'm going to do a mix of solo podcasts, um, interview podcasts, and featuring other podcasts that I've done or other talks/slash seminars that I've hosted on this platform with the intention of exploring, what is it that is the most compelling way of sharing the information that I have at my disposal, whether it's mine, something that I've learned, or something that comes from the mouth of one of our guests. Now, in today's episode specifically, I wanna share what has probably become one of the most important projects of my life, which is part of my membership group that I have. And uh, this membership group is called the Freestyle Insider. And this is something that I started in 2021 as part of an attempt to reconnect with my audience and the people who care to not only listen to what I have to say, but are willing to find practical solutions to their problems and then deploy that which they're learning in very unique ways to solve their own problems and set new standards, not only for themselves and the way that they work, but also to model what is possible for others. So in this uh, Freestyle Insider group, um, a little bit over a year ago, I started a session that I call Thinking Clearly that happens on Mondays, and it's part of my mentorship initiative, and it's what you could generically call like a... Group coaching session. And during these sessions, mentorship Monday sessions, I share anything from a concept to uh, practical ways of executing on solving certain problems, specifically for the solopreneur, the individual business of one who is either a, an athlete, a coach, or a creator of sorts, or a combination of all of them. And We've seen a very interesting evolution over the last year. And something that I did just recently was I went to episode one. I went to our first session. And I was reminded that the mentorship sessions were also a mastermind, meaning a collection of thinkers and doers that in sharing that which they are working on can help reflect uh, not only problems but solutions to others. So in this episode today... In today's Freestyle Way podcast, I wanted to share that first session with you, and uh, to see if any of you who are not in the group, if you find value in it, and if so, please message me. Let me know what your thoughts are. Share what came up for you, and if you want to take it even further, uh, here comes a word from our sponsor. Me, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the sponsor. Uh, If you are interested in supporting this podcast, but also investing in yourself, I would highly recommend that you become a member. Right now, I have a 10-day trial that you can uh, sign up for, and after 10 days, if you choose to stick around, you become a member of the platform, and this is at a rate of $69 per month, and you can uh, cancel your subscription at any time. No questions asked, and it's easy going. And what you get access to is not only this Mentorship Monday session, but also uh, access to a very tight-knit group of people who really care about each other, who are in dialogue around the topics that we touch on and more. And in addition to that, what I have on this platform is everything that I've done in the movement space. So I actually have an archive of my old seminar that I taught all around the world. I have uh, two of my main programs, the Move Move Strong program, which was a program that I designed for Freestyle the Book. And I have the Muscle Up Master program, which is a 28-day uh, program dedicated to helping people not only get their first muscle up, but master the first muscle up. And uh, even if you didn't care about muscle ups, it's an amazing movement practice that is transferable to everything else. And on top of that, If you uh, choose to use this section of the platform, you have access to a little section where you can post anything movement-related and uh, get feedback on it. This is something that is not super active in the group, so it's uh, something that can be very valuable. And you get access to myself and everybody who is in this space as well, giving you feedback on what to do, how to improve, or uh, simply encouraging you along the way. All right. So without babbling too much longer, this is now 6 minutes and 11 seconds going now. Here is session one of the Freestyle Insiders Mentorship Monday, which is titled Thinking Clearly. I hope you enjoy it, and I'll see you or talk to you on the flip side. This is the Freestyle Way. And um, just to dive right into it, why am I doing Mentorship Mondays? Well, because... I felt like there was something missing within our group, which was a place where we could tackle the problems that you're currently working on. And, uh, before we even get into what that means, uh, the concept of mentorship, I think is something that a lot of people think, um, they get to, uh, work with somebody who has some answers or has some experience that, um, the person seeking out the mentorship doesn't have and uh, in some regards uh, that is going to happen here but only in a few uh, narrow lanes of expertise that I carry meaning I don't have the answers I, I don't have the solutions but I do know that I can work towards creative ways of exploring those solutions plus Uh, what mentorship really is is the practice of thinking that's what mentorship is and this is all about uh, being able to think in a way that is clear and for one reason and one reason only which is to become action uh, driven purpose driven and thus produce the results that we are seeking so mentorship is thinking i do not have the solutions i will prompt uh, to uh, get some information out of you and maybe share some things that I've experienced. But uh, my words, my um, my uh, observations are never final. These are just reflections. And something that I've been thinking about in terms of mentorship is that I can't think for you. I can only help you reflect. And that's what my role is going to be here on Mondays going forward. The other side of... Mentorship Mondays, which I think is going to be interesting, and this is going to take time to develop because it's going to require uh, your full participation, is that this is a mastermind of sorts. And what is a mastermind? Well, a mastermind is a collective think group, and that's what we are. Every single one of us here has um, a different level of experience in life, has technical knowledge in different areas and we together are kind of like a computer and one of the things that we're going to work on is accessing that mastermind that collective computer and find the information that is needed and then translate that into solving the problems or answering the questions that you're seeking to answer officially begins uh the first mentorship monday And with that, uh, it requires uh, your participation. And my question to you is, what is one problem that you're currently working on or trying to solve, something that is causing you resistance and that is potentially bringing you here beyond curiosity? If you want to share that in the chat, you can write it in the chat. If you want to unmute yourself, feel free to unmute yourself and share uh, collectively. I'll give you a second. I'll take a little water.
1: I don't really want to always be the one that goes first.
0: I know why. Why do you think you're always the one that goes first, Maya? I
1: don't have any problems speaking up in this group. I mean i I feel so comfortable that after all the calls that we've been on. So
0: I love it. I mean, I've, I love <laughs> engaging. Yeah, you you do love engaging, uh, and I think it's I think it's a uh, it's a great trait. And I I to some degree almost lean on you uh, at times, and maybe we've never spoken about this, but I sometimes lean on thinking, oh, yeah, Maya's going to say something. Sarah's going to say something. Eventually, Madalena comes in, and then Kristen and Kay come in afterwards via message. <laughs> so <laughs> we we know the dynamics, but this is maybe a chance to flip it on its head. And uh, this maybe okay, so here here we go. Uh, I know you're about to say something, Maya, but I I think this is important to address, is that when we get comfortable, we become stagnant. And this group right here, the six of us, have been uh, on calls like this, I think, um, more consistently than the rest of our community. And it may have to do with the time. That we're scheduling it, it may be uh, because of our schedules themselves. Uh, maybe uh, the weekdays just work better for all of us. Maybe uh, some of the conversations that we've been having uh, cater more to your personalities and that what you're doing. Maybe it's just a comfort thing, a thing of habit. And my curiosity is is to explore what is it that has brought this group together, and how can we, through this group, break free from what we were and move towards what we want to become. With that being said, Maya, you have the floor.
1: That Being said, someone else can still speak first. Um, I My project is something that I have spoken about before with getting this book written, mm-hmm. The Longest Layover, and... The, all these things keep happening that just are anchoring in even more that this is the time that I need to write this thing and so setting up some kind of plan to get it written is it's like it's all here in my head and in all my journals from all the years but I, there's I was on a zoom call last night with a plant group and so many topics just came up that resonates so deeply with what I'm writing about the book. And so it's almost on a daily basis now that I know that I need to really stop just talking about it and get it done.
0: Mm, That's powerful. That's powerful. So yeah, the first thing that comes, comes up for me is that when one gets started on a project, everything else starts to um, fall away, meaning you you start to cut out all the fat. Everything that is kind of holding you down, no longer uh, serving you or giving you uh, what you need, it starts to fall away. And the question is, why are we holding on to that weight? Why are we continuously, like we spoke about on, on the weekend at Coffee Club, why are we spinning our wheels in mud? Is it pure conditioning? Is it our programming? What is it? And why uh, are we not choosing to act on that which we feel, like you, Maya, right now with your book project? Why are we not tackling it? Is it something that is worrying us? Am I worried about uh, time, money, relationships? What is it that is worrying you, Maya, specifically?
1: I think that for me... um the fact that I now I have two really big projects that I'm working on that are actually have an end goal that I'm working on for somebody else that I've been hired to work on. I feel like I'm taking away from those projects when I'm working on the book. Mm -hmm. So it's, I know the book is the long game because a book is a long game as you know, you know, you sit down to write it and it's, it's a process. And so trying to figure out how to make that happen. I know that once I start that the pieces do fall into place. It always happens with me. It's just getting the structure to get it started to make it happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hear that loud and clear. Two things come up for me. One is, a theme that I found uh, very relevant back in 2010, 2011, 12, 13, when I was deeply immersed in the CrossFit scene and working with CrossFit athletes. One of the biggest complaints that I would get, or or not complaints, but something that people would voice, was that they wanted, these, these are the athletes, they wanted to spend more time training. But they couldn't afford to do that because otherwise they couldn't pay their rent, they wouldn't have access to food, uh, yada, yada, yada. yada. The list would go on. So they said, well, I have to work 40 hours a week. And then on top of that, then I train. So work comes first, training comes second. But I want to make my training uh, my work. How do I do that? Well, the first mind uh, shift that had to occur was seeing themselves as professional athletes, meaning as, as people who trained, for a living. And and how could one do that in their current scenario? Well, they had to put themselves in the athlete's body and think, what does an athlete need to be able to uh, train for a living? Well, first of all, they need the time to do that. And if they uh, want the time to do that, they have to find it within their day. If their day has things that are getting in the way from accessing that time, they have to eliminate those things. And the question here is, is it possible? Is it feasible? Is it viable to eliminate those things? And if the answer is no, because it's something like, for example, work, we have to reframe and readdress what that work looks like. In this case, for the athlete, their work was actually their sponsorship. So them going to work, them coaching, them going to their 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 day job was the sponsor that funded their training. So that's step one. It's reframing through the embodiment of that which you're creating. So for example, Maya, um, for you right now, maybe you're working on a creative uh, marketing platform project for a client. And please correct me uh, and and give me something. Uh, more substantial to, to, to hold on to in terms of the work that you do. Is it possible for you to embody becoming a writer, so being a writer, and then seeing that the current work that you do is potentially financing or giving you also insight, resources, information to further crystallize the book?
1: Yep. I was actually just writing about that this morning in one million pages.
0: Tell me, tell me a little bit more about that. What, what, what came up for you during uh, your, Uh,
1: well, the project that I'm, the big work project work project that I'm working on right now is actually taking a book that's very successful um, called the energy formula and putting it into an online, creating the online course around it. I could just, and so, it's not like I'm not dealing with books right now. And so just being able to use that and see how I can use that as a tool to somehow leverage. Uh, it's really myself allowing myself the time to work on the longest layover.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've and
1: really that. doing a reframe of, yes, I'm a writer, I'm writing a book.
0: Mm-hmm. The question is, can you afford to drop the project that you're currently working on to dedicate your time uh, to writing the book at this Uh, moment?
1: Well, this is a project with an end date that's at the end of the month. So it's not having to drop it. It's just having to shift around some time to start with the longest layover so that even by doing baby steps and committing to a certain amount of time every day, It's creating the momentum for that when the energy formula is done, then I continue the momentum and figure out other ways to augment while it's getting done.
0: There you go. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So the good thing is that your project that you're currently working on is finite. It has an end date. And right now, that project requires your full attention as I believe that in the future you would potentially want to have other projects, thus uh, potentially have this client that you're currently working with, which I think is pretty po- prominent, uh, could potentially assist you in getting more work. Now, if the case is for you that you don't want uh, more work, then it's it's up to you how you choose to finish it. But if you're you're choosing to finish this project in a way that is going to create succession, succession then um, I do encourage you to just put full focus on the completion of it. Does does that- yeah.
1: Actually, I don't want to do this this kind of a project again. Okay. That... I don't want to take someone's book and do it for them, but it's a great experience for me for when I take my book and do it.
0: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So uh, here's the good news. The good news is that you're in the book sphere. Yeah, You're already in the sphere. And uh, my question to you is, have you uh, talked to this client about your book?
1: Not yet, because okay. it still is very intense with getting this book done. Because they have very specific deadlines.
0: Beautiful. Do you think that potentially? So, for example, I'm I'm technically an author. If you came to me and you said, "Hey, I'm writing this book. Uh, I I am I'm going to put it out, and I'm starting to really uh, nurture it in a way that it's going to become something." You could come to me and say, "Do you have any connections?" And I would say, "Yes." In fact, I have my publishing house. I have a publishing house that knows other publishing houses. I know people who have self-published. I am, uh, I'm connected to people who know how to self-finance uh, a self-published book. Um, I have experience writing the book, so I would be happy to be a sounding board for you. I mean, there's so much that can be done. Uh, and I think the person that you're working with could potentially contribute uh, such resources as well.
1: And all of the things that you just mentioned when I was planning my week on Sunday nights, like I always do, in order to start working on the longest layover, were actually things that I put down. And you put talking to you about this very thing was one of those very topics.
0: Fantastic. About moving Fantastic. forward. So there you go. So now we have something going, and this is where. I have some technical expertise that I want to share with you and I want to share with the whole world for free. That It should be free. Technical expertise should be free. But it, what what is not free is the curation and the access to certain experiences. That's why we pay for a movie ticket. That's why you buy an NFT and you get utility on the other side. That's why you buy a a, a plane ticket. You're not asking for technical expertise, you're asking for a service or some kind of resource. Right. And that is measured, transactionally measured in a currency. And that's the that's the economy. Cool. So I'm I'm glad you're there, Maya. And that's that's amazing. So uh let let's see if we can wrap this up a little bit, just this piece, and then we can move on to to the next thing. But without uh forgetting what we've done is Right now, you're going to focus on this project. You're going to complete it. But your goal is to become a full-time writer. And your first project, your first book is going to be, it's technically your second book, but we're going to call it your first book as a writer. Maya's project is called The Longest Layover. That's it. That's it. Now, uh, leading into that, it's also important that you think about and you write about and you take the time that you have available right now to identify as, First of all, is it feasible, which we know it is. You can write this book. You have the content. You've you've lived it yourself. You know how to do this. Is it viable, meaning can you financially fund this or are you going to have to seek funding? Is it going to have to be supported by other work that you do? And that's going to be have to be addressed now immediately. Otherwise, it's going to be very hard and you're going to get to a place where you're spinning your wheels in the mud. And then ultimately, and I think this one is a yes from you, but um, sometimes our behavior uh, begs to differ. And I'm not saying that it, this is true for you, but it's it's true for me, which is: is writing the book actually desirable? Yes, right. Uh, there's a lot of things that I think are desirable, and when I start doing them, I realize, nope, not for me. <laughs> this, right. this, is, this is not what I thought it was. Right. So very important. Can you answer those three questions? And and when I say you, I'm referring to every single person here, myself included, is is it feasible? Is it viable? And ultimately, is it desirable? Those three questions need to be answered. And I'm probably going to repeat myself on those questions every single week. Was that helpful to you, Maya? That was huge. Amazing. Now, that's just the beginning. Because with information, you can only do so much. Now you need to put that information in context and you need to organize it in a way that is going to create a systematic approach to delivering on the project. And and that level of organization is something that you're probably practicing right now by creating a course of this book that uh, the author that you're working with uh, has, has requested from you. Right. Awesome. For a book, um, I think I've told this story many times, but I spent three years writing and got nowhere. The day we decided to ditch the book, me and my co-author decided to ditch the book and focus on developing an app. That day, within three hours, we wrote the framework for the app and we realized that the framework for the app was the framework for the book. And then after that, within eight months, we had the book written, published, and it was out already and on on the list so it's it's all there yep cool sweet okay so moving on um, we have just been joined by a new member I am gonna try to say your name and then you can correct me Achilia yeah is that right uh you are muted you can feel free to unmute yourself you're good Let's see. Nope. Press the microphone. Nope. It doesn't work. Well, if I knew sign language and you knew sign language, we would be able to communicate. Um, if you can't unmute yourself in the chat, uh, first and foremost, let me know if I pronounce your name kind of right. Um, second of all, uh, I believe you met Sarah in Barcelona two weeks ago. Uh, I have no clue how you met, but knowing Sarah, uh, it's always magic (laughs) and and I'm glad that happened. Um, Maybe Sarah, can you give us a little bit of the backstory while she tries to unmute herself?
2: Yeah. So um, I, I was talking to you, Carl, and saying that I was so much looking forward to go to Barcelona and have a space for myself. And then I was looking on, um, like, for apartments because I didn't want to be in a in a hotel, to to have it too clean. And I thought, okay, I'll just look for a nice apartment. Then I saw an apartment that I liked a lot, and I thought, oh, amazing! It's um, not too close to the to the event, so that I have I like to have time to go somewhere and to go back. And I thought I would be by myself. And I arrived at midnight, and turned out that I'm not by myself, but there are two other people living in the apartment and i was like damn i want it to be for myself okay um i'll just take it there must be a reason why and turns out that akilia was one of the people that was living in that apartment and um i trust when things like that happened and by coincidence we met um, on an evening and she started to talk about me uh, to talk to me about everything <laughs> that we uh, actually about me yes in a way she was my mirror she was talking about the same prece process or procedures that I'm going through um, trying to um, change into uh, what she actually wants to become and how to shift her her work uh, into meaningful purpose and she she would like to become a writer like uh, like you yeah. and um, oh, wow wow yeah yeah and then she all of a sudden she started to say uh, that she wants to make people's ideas become unique by writing for them and saying um like becoming the the voice of the people that she is inspired by and i thought wow i'm actually now here to um to work with people that are also supporting that purpose and i think you should uh, we should stay connected um because yeah it's one-to-one uh this what we're doing here Mm -hmm. so um Akilia just explained mm-hmm. how we met, and uh, maybe you want to go for it now. Yeah, I heard, that. I heard that bit. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a to talk to the fidelities.
3: <laughs> I was having trouble logging in to the, the meeting at first, and and um, just now I just had to give my um, my iPad permission to use my microphone. Uh, uh, so, I'm here. Hi, everyone. Hello. Um, I'm Akilia. You did pronounce it uh, correctly, so it's fine. Um and yes, um, as um Sarah said, we um met recently um she came to visit here in um in Barcelona, and yeah, we just really connected. And um, she mentioned uh, this uh, session because she thought it might be helpful. And am. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Well, I'm so glad you're here and and connecting with us. I was just sharing in the beginning of today's session that usually uh, Maya, Chris, and Sarah. Madalena and Kay and myself, we're, we're usually the core group here that shows up uh, regularly. And uh, the fact that you came in today uh, is, is is exactly the little wrench uh, in a positive way that I wanted to throw into the uh, to the mix uh, just to switch it up. and And the beauty of it is that it seems like you're coming in already aligned with what we just spent 20 minutes talking about, which is Maya's uh, desire to write um, a book, and it seems like uh, this is something that you are looking to do as well. Are, are you are you a writer, or uh, what? How, what? How do you identify?
3: <laughs> well, it's it's very difficult to put myself in a box. So, um, as a career, I, I work as a scientist, but um, I'm, I'm a creative at heart, and I've always wanted to to write. Um, I've actually I've written a novel never published, but it's it's written and it's there um and I'm actually transitioning now into like fully embracing a writing career um so I'm actually firstly starting as a copywriter so I've done a lot of research in the area and it's something I, I actually feel I could be good at and I'm, I'm really I'm passionate about that so having that aspect we're also having a bit of creative writing um going on as well so for- <laughs> At the moment, it's it's trying to figure out how to I don't know really get started with that. Um, mm-hmm. I've done a lot of work in the past few weeks, um, kind of setting up this um, like a freelance um, copywriting business. So defining um, what it is that I want to offer, and you know all that kind of stuff. So it's now finding clients and just getting like really getting started.
0: I love it. I love it. My my brain basically just exploded into a million uh, different bits and uh, colors here. So I'm gonna try to be come in uh, as simply as I can. So uh, first and foremost, uh, interesting thing that as you were speaking uh, was resonating with me was uh, just uh, two weeks ago when I was in Spain. I attended the the book uh, release event of. Um, our family neighbor who we have uh, known for our entire life in Spain and who is a prominent doctor whose uh, father was uh, uh, nominated for the Nobel Prize uh, a long time ago and and a, a prominent figure in the medical field in Alicante, Spain. And uh, the book that he wrote was uh, not a medical book. It was um, a journal of poems. And this is not his first book, but rather his second book and his second release. And he has two more coming very soon. And during this presentation, uh, we got to see, uh, and now I'm I'm speaking about myself and my family, we got to see our neighbor in a completely different light. We we know him as Dr. Medical Doctor, M.D., um, His name is Francisco. Uh, so here's Dr. Francisco Masmagro, uh, but now being introduced as a poet and not any kind of poet, a prominent poet within the cultural circles of Alicante. And we were just scratching our heads thinking we, we, we thought he was a scientist, but he's actually an artist, a writer. And, and it was a beautiful uh, experience. And I asked him uh, later on, I said, when did you become a poet? He said, I've always been one, I've just not presented as one. And that level of ownership is exactly what I hear you uh, stepping into right now. Does that ring true? It absolutely
3: does. Um, I've been writing since I was um, a child, essentially. Um, And I just, I really enjoy writing stories, but for some reason, when it came to choosing a career, I, I didn't think that that was a real viable career. So I wanted to, you know, I, I'm interested in the sciences. I'm like, I can study for that. I can, you know, I can get a real, real career <laughs> doing that. Um, and I've done that for a while. But I'm just, I have been feeling fulfilled or, or satisfied. Just, you know, when you're when you're neglecting a part of you, it's um, it can really take a toll mhm
0: yeah i I hear that loud and clear, and I personally have been experiencing that for a few years uh but it it has been shifting over the last couple of months for for me, and it has been a question of taking full responsibility and taking full ownership and really shutting out the voices that are in my head saying that I'm not worthy of of doing what i'm doing or believing that i i could even try to do what i'm thinking about it's it's a matter of starting to do uh even if it's just in my little nook here just starting to write starting to create and then that leading to private conversations and these private conversations leading to information and that information leading to all of a sudden feedback feedback that sounds like this is actually possible not only in my head but in reality and then choosing to lean into that, and then slowly but surely, something beginning to manifest. And I, I share this because what you're experiencing right now, I know, is alive in every single one of us here. And uh, if not, please uh, tell me in the chat because uh, I would love to. I would love to know how you're feeling so clear right now. <laughs> I would love to be there too. Um, cool. The other side of things is how does one embody, for example, becoming a writer? And immediately when you said, uh, I'm, I'm looking at being a copywriter, I immediately thought, okay, what would it look like for you to go and look at 10 creators that you're inspired by, watching something that they've created, whether it's a, a visual or, or, a, or a spoken uh, piece, even if it's on Instagram, a, a little reel, that's seven seconds. And then using that as a way of writing copy, not quoting somebody, but writing an original piece that is one sentence, and then putting that piece out. And uh, as I share this, immediately, the person who is to your left on my screen right now, her her name is Kay Liebeck. she is a wordsmith. And she does this, uh, she does this, uh, no pressure Kay, (laughs) no pressure. (laughs) But she does this intuitively, and this is how it usually works with Kay. Kay listens, deliberately listens for a full hour or for whatever time we're here. And then after a powerful session, she will send me a one-liner. Okay, just a one-liner, just to reflect what her experience was like. Even if there's a maybe a thank you in there whatever, but there's a one-liner. And every single time, it hits me in a way where I get to know myself in a whole new light, and that is very empowering. So now I'm just going to shift over to Kay really quickly and ask Kay, Kay, are you able to articulate where that comes from for you and why you feel compelled sometimes to share it with me? Uh, um Wow. Uh, You're on the spot. Remember, this is thinking clearly. We're just trending towards clarity. So be messy.
4: Yeah. Uh, I think maybe it's trying to... to help, I don't know, to help people or anyone, other people see what maybe they can't see from inside because I, I see you, but you can't see you the same as I do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's just trying to give a different vantage point and to make, and to z- zoom it in maybe mm-hmm. from my viewpoint.
0: hmm which is so beautiful because this is the, the, um, the mechanism for uh, expanding our awareness and our consciousness is we're supposed to be connecting in that way. So that reflection is really powerful, and I, and I feel that and I hear that. If we were to rewind a little bit, Kay, to the day when you chose to become a teacher, specifically to be a teacher that was going to work with kids. Can you remember that day or that period of time? Um,
4: I don't know that I exactly remember it, but I would say um, it's always what I saw myself doing. Um, and it probably stemmed from... The joy I always felt uh, actually babysitting. Mm. <laughs> so That's just amazing. trying to keep that moment, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was it you saw when, when you were babysitting? Can you recall that? Just uh,
4: almost just joy in the moment. Just pure connection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I experienced that so often now as a a grandpa that I am uh, (laughs) with our little grandson. And I mean, he is so pure, so pure. Yesterday we were, we're doing a hike. We were out hiking. The majority of the time he's, he's on our backs or we're carrying him, but he decided he was going to walk. He wanted to walk on this um, dirt path. He's 14 months old. Uh, And, and when, we planted his feet down he decided he wasn't going to walk he was going to run and he was he was running full sprint and i thought okay well is this dude going to get tired and stop he's breathing heavy he's clearly like getting a workout in but he would not stop he there was just there was no pain there's no discomfort there was just him running down this path in uh in yeah pure ecstasy and he's just like screaming also off the top of his lungs because he's so excited and I can't help to ask myself how do I access that yeah
4: I think yeah go ahead you know um you this is thinking clearly (laughs) and when you posted that I was like that is not anything I've been doing (laughs) (laughs) So I will be there, but, um, but it, I, I think I'm having trouble sinking. So I've been substitute teaching after not teaching for a couple decades. So, and I have this great feeling of, it could be almost like that running moment when I'm in the classroom teaching completely fulfilled, thinking of nothing, but what I'm doing right there. Then I leave and I feel completely out of sync,
0: mm-hmm. out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, you just described something really powerful. And what it is, is that when you're with children, especially in a classroom, you have no other option than to be fully present. All right. Because without it, uh, it can either just... Uh, Run out of control. I mean, if I let my grandson be out of my sight for a minute, he's in in the dog the dog's water bowl, pouring it out. He's in the plugs. Tr- he's trying to jump out the window. He's climbing downstairs. Uh, he he's he's testing <laughs> constantly, and you have to put up some guardrails, and that requires you to be fully present. If you have a group of adults and you just show up. Everybody is kind of, to some degree, self-regulated, self-directed. And they don't need you to be there unless they're seeking some kind of information. Thus, your level of presence is different. Does this resonate as I'm saying this, or does this feel totally disconnected at the moment?
4: It resonates, and I think, yeah, that's a part of it. I also feel like when I'm in that setting, I know exactly... What I'm doing, I we have I try to set a common ground for our little space, mm-hmm. and there is not much of a common ground in the world
0: there to me. You go there, you go, and that woo, is so disappointing. It feels so, it just deflates one. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to share details, but Kristen the other day, alluded to this same feeling. So Kristen, do you, do you, do you resonate with what Kay is, is talking about here? Yeah, cool. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, this is it. This is it. How can we um, create a common ground or a common experience of being in some kind of control or like Maya stated so beautifully the other day, in a state of awe and wonder where we're actually healing We're growing, we're expressing ourselves at every level of our lifestyle. How can we do that? Furthermore, where is it that we're craving that growth? And what is getting in our way?
4: What I want to focus on, what I want to work on isn't enough
0: mm that that's exactly you just said it loud and clear. This is exactly what we talked about in Coffee Club uh, last month, which was when the war broke out, Russia invades Ukraine. I know nothing about geopolitics either, so but that happens. And then all of a sudden, we we get shown these images, and we are called to uh, be aware of it, and you have to support. And you wonder, how how do I support from here? What, what do I do? And then all of a sudden you start to support and they say, no, not not like that. You're like, so what the fuck do I do? Do I just sit here and just wait? Or what do I do? And with that, what ends up happening is that we start to see our own lives and our own initiatives as insignificant because they're not contributing to the current narrative, to the current emergency. Yeah,
4: I feel like whatever work I'm doing or like my like book I'm writing or that uh, if I want to express the joy in it then in parentheses I also need to address the hardness of it
0: ah that's fantastic and that's why Disney always kills the mother <laughs> right you you see you see what I mean <laughs> yes it, well, and I love that you're saying this. And this is something that I've been struggling with too. And I, I know I keep coming back to my grandson, but it's, I just want him to feel good. Yes. He's growing up as a black boy in the United States. I just want him to be safe. And how do I do that as a white man in the United States? That's so It's so difficult. And I don't want him to suffer. At all. But there's a part of me that says. Trust that enough hardships. Just enough hardships. Are going to come his way. So that he can feel it. And then have the system. The group around him. To support him in transcending. That hardship. Which is. Let's not disregard what happened. Let's bring it in. But just enough. That it doesn't limit, but rather facilitates. So what you're saying, uh, Kay, is a yes, 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 yes. How do you bring the little, you know, dot of the yin-yang, just Mm -hmm. the dot? And when you bring that little dot in, how can you do that without succumbing to it? That's what I'm figuring out. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And remember, this was this was the 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 anti-trauma energy that I was uh, coming out with so hot uh, last Saturday during coffee club.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's because I'm hurt. You're hurt. Everybody here has some hurt. But that hurt only serves us. So much. Eventually, we have to heal. We have to move on. We have to use it as a reminder for focus so we don't go back to something like that and um, a catalyst or a trampoline to grow forward. I think the answer, at least part of it, is awareness. And it's becoming the observer of these tragic events, these tragic feelings and saying, they are true, but they don't make us. It's not who we are. We choose, we choose what it makes us. And the artist, the writer, the creative is the one that is able to explore the framing of that in a way that lands is felt, can even become permanent, but does not become the way. How do you kill the mother and have a happy ending? How do you do that? Does this ring ring true to, to the group here, or am I just ranting now? Yeah, Sarah, feel yeah. free.
2: Uh, first, I would love to hear uh, Christian's voice. I haven't heard your voice for ages, yes. and I'd love to see you, but I would love to know how you're doing. <laughs> just want, just wanted to mention that. Um, something that I observed today for myself, um, because I'm a bit confused that even though I I, I, I feel um, the most mature and clear that I have sailed during um, my entire life so far, um, I, I feel confused that at the same time, I'm feeling totally disturbed and um, trapped, okay? And I don't want to put my attention on that, but it's it's like a chewing gum in your hair and you feel like you can't go through that. And then I, I realize exactly what uh, what you guys were saying and I think that is something that is also common ground in this group that's uh, like, it's the family that I've always seen in in the screen and in these small Like, I would love to for this to happen in the world, how I remember the world back once upon a time. Um, This sensation of wanting to grow and connect to people. And I think um, that right now, even though my clarity internally is so... um, I've built this up during COVID, I also need to go outside and connect to people, which makes it a bit hard when everything is feeling so um, disconnected in a way. uh, especially now in Germany, we we are, if I want it or not, the war is omnipresent. Uh, we're seeing everyone coming in from Ukraine um, at the train stations. Um, every bank that you can see on the street is filled with uh, clothes. And um, at the same time, I'm living in a very rich city. So it seems like nobody's noticing it. So people are, I don't feel that everyone in the city or the people that I know has done the internal work that we do which I don't mean this in any, um, I don't want to judge anyone, but um, I'm a very social person and still I'm having a hard time connecting. And um, two years ago when COVID started, I thought, okay, maybe I'll look for support and do a therapy. Now, two years later, someone called me yesterday and said, hey, I can give you a spot to do therapy. Um, And I, I thought somehow it's unfair that I have to look for mental help while I feel very clear and healthy actually. And that people that are ruining the world, um, no matter if it's COVID or people that are starting wars, are not seeking for mental help, and and and, and it makes it a bit. Um, I right now I feel like I also need support from from my outside world to feel inspired enough to feel that I want to connect, and I I, I similar to to Kay, um, and I'm not being like oh I'm a victim. I'm more saying like. I figured out that I'm not the problem. I don't want to say that the people are the problem either, but the situation is not so easy to do what we wanted to do all the time. Nevertheless, there is a way. Um, but I, I think that we we need connection now after COVID to get there. And I, I'm also a bit tired of supporting other people all the time to get to their dreams and achieve what they want and feeling um, that at the moment, for me, art is the only thing where I feel safe. Like expression is the only area where I feel safe, and um, I prefer to um, to invest my life in expressing myself than in um, doing jobs for people where I feel that my energy is not coming back.
0: Yep, no? yep. I yeah. hear that. That's loud and clear. I see it. I feel it. I'm with it. That's that's awesome. So, okay. Sarah, I'm with you on that. Um, the, the problem that we think is, is not. That's that's one. How do we kill the mother and make a happy ending, right? How do we bring in the pain uh, and, and and yet uh, express the side of joy, bliss that we know is there? How do we do this in a way that gives us access to greater awareness and makes us feel the way that we want to feel, which is fulfilled? Akelia was saying this earlier, like, I have a sense of just not feeling fulfilled, Kristen has alluded to it, All right? How do we do this? Well, the first thing we have to choose, and I'm going to say have to because it's it's at least one step. We have to choose a vision. What do you see? What's the goal? Maya has said it very clearly. I'm writing this book. It's called The Longest Layover. When I get fired up, I swear, that shit's clear. That shit's clear. I love it. You know what clarity makes me do? It makes me feel secure and be like, I see you, Maya. I can connect with you. I may not have the solutions for you, but I can support you in some way. In that moment, guess what happens? We connect. And that's what Sarah is alluding to. When I see Sarah, when I see you, Sarah, I see just this explosion of creativity. You have, you're just... And there's a part of me that's like, wow, I'm in awe and wonder. <laughs> like Maya says, I'm in awe and wonder. I'm like, holy shit, look at her. But then there's a part of me that's kind of like, what's the vision? And you, you've been alluding to it lately through your messages. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And sometimes I just want to kind of reach through the screen and be like, can I just like put you there and like make you do it? Because you, it's almost like you need the proof. You, you, do you see what i mean it's like you need the evidence and um but i can't do that <laughs> but i think if you have the vision if if you just say this is the vision i'm committing to it uh something will happen and you actually you did it sarah uh the day that you started doing daily training and you started posting about it what was that transformation like for you uh at an, at an uh in an experience type of way what 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 did you experience in terms of the connection Um,
2: yeah first of all i felt like i'm starting to connect to myself like i could see what i feel that is inside of me um then this made me connect to the world because i could see my see see myself finally um uh what what i i don't i don't even need the evidence i would go and give all i have um the only thing that is in my brain not working is that I've I, I feel like my experience in life is giving all I have and not getting anything back but just because I do I get something back and right now I feel like uh, okay I'm good with that if nothing comes back I'll just go for myself all my life like giving 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 but I I would I would like it to be something where I don't feel burnout every two months yep uh, like and this is this is the thing where I'm right now like waiting because I want to make a choice that is not making me do 10 years something where I'm like oh Sarah you know I want to I want it to be something that but nevertheless I know that I have to start or keep doing 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 um it's just like the world is not I know that my I want my art to be my act of rebellion um I'm just exhausted, but it's fine. Uh
0: it's, yeah. not, it's not fine. It's not fine. That that I think I showed you, right? The the meme that I created. Uh just like talking to a friend. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Um, okay. So first and foremost, vision really important. Let's have a vision and then let's create that vision and attract it to us. In other words, we need to start deploying it now. It's kind of like Maya. She's like, Well, I I'm, I'm writing this book. Yeah, I need to start writing today. But does writing look like writing chapters right now? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it just looks like structure. The problem is that if you're not resourced, you're depleted. And it's like, I have no energy to write. I'm depleted. Um, and one of the things that we have to say, and you're saying it so beautifully now, Sarah, and I'm like, yes, 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 say it more. Uh, this is. Let's see if you can see it. Let's see. Let's see. Well. I'm fine, it says. Yeah. I'm... yeah, it says, I'm fine, it's fine, but there's a nuclear bomb going off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's fine, I'm fine. No, you're not fine, and it's not fine. I- I'm depleted, I'm tired. Let's say it. It's fine to say it, but it's not fine to uh, believe that that's okay. To just not feel fine. Mm -hmm. You see, that's the paradox. So I'm glad you're able to say this, and I'm glad I can hear the you know the quiver in in Kay's voice when she speaks of the hardship of Mm. including the thing and that which I want to express. It's like I can't let go of the pain that's there. Yeah, and it's not a matter of uh sweeping it under the rug it's a matter of not succumbing to it and that being the practice and right now maybe the vision Sarah is identifying and this this is the the the, the practice is identifying what is it that resources you what is it that makes you feel like you have the energy and when you identify that um continue to lean into it Furthermore, being able to say, "Hey, Kristen, Kay, Achilleo, Maya, Carl, whatever," I need this. <laughs> I need this. And then that person being able to say, "Okay, yeah, I can show up for you. Do you want me to listen to I'll listen to you for sure? Do you want advice? Advice? Do you need something else? Let's let's identify that, and then." we can at least start to work towards a place where you are nurtured. Th- th- does that land for you, Sarah? Or does it feel, there's a resistance there?
2: No, no, no. This This is exactly what I'm doing. I'm basically, right now, I'm just happy if I meet myself. I spend most of the time alone um, because I feel like this is not because I, yeah, it's, it's good for me because I want to communicate with myself and meet myself first. And then I'm happy to go to meet other people just because, my social abilities tend to have the tendency to get lost then in that i get lost in other people the thing is like i know that i know my my aim which now for to make it very concrete would be to build up my website with the uh, three different things that i want to portray about myself which is also very clear the teaching the coaching one-to-one and then teaching groups coaching one-to-one and then doing my art whatever that is and mm-hmm. The only reason, and and Maya helped me with that also some months ago, and I stopped her from from helping me because I could see myself getting into old patterns that would serve other people more than me. So right now, I'm really trying to make sure that for the next 10, 20 years, I'm building up something that in the communication is so clear that it attracts people that I get inspired by. Mm. So I'm really creating a software by listening to me Writing, painting, listening to me, writing, painting to make sure that the it has to be so clear that the next steps can be sexy. And when I mean sexy, I mean smooth, joy, little forward.
0: Yeah. Um, oh.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So my question to you is: When you say what you just said that clearly, do you feel more resourced or less resourced?
2: When I say it, I feel more resource, resourced. Resourced, hundred percent. The only thing is that I'm, I have no experience with the technical stuff. Like everyone is very good at making things concrete. I'm very good at staying in this, mm-hmm. but uh, now how do I get it concrete? And this is where I block myself and I'm like, holy shit. I don't, and this is okay, weird. Let
0: me stop you then. Let me stop you then. Let me, just, we're, I'm going to, I'm going to block you from going there. What are you, what's the current thing that you're, you're technically needing? Is it somebody who builds a website? Yeah, basically. Okay, then let's ask for somebody who builds a website. Is there anybody here who builds websites or can I do a landing Maya, page?
2: And Maya does it. The only thing is that the thing is that Maya wanted to do with me failed, not because of her, but because of the thing that I've already done. I didn't want to go deeper into what I'm doing, but building something new. And this is where I need someone. I need time to, to, to talk with someone about what I want to achieve.
0: He, mm-hmm. Okay, so here's another thing. Everybody shows up because they choose to show up. But Maya said this the other day during coffee club is that uh, setting boundaries early on is important. And you can say, I don't know beyond this what it is, but this is what I think I need right now. Can you deliver? And then that other person can say, yes, I can. I think you should do this. This, this. No, that's noise right now. I, I can't handle. I just need this. Are you leaving, Maya?
1: Bye, guys. I got to go hop on another call. Yeah,
0: thank time. you for being here. You're awesome. All right. We're going a little over time. No worries. Thank, thank Bye, you guys. Thanks. Th- does, that, does that help a little bit, Sarah? Yeah, I'm just fucking scared to do that. Perfect. But yeah. There you go. So now, now we've said it. I'm scared to do that because it sucks to feel like, shit, am I going to bring this person in and then I'm going to do less than what that person expected me to do. And maybe what I'm doing is wrong and then it's just going to go and be shelved somewhere and then I've wasted all this time and maybe money. Like, fuck, what is this? This sucks. That's the process. (laughs) It's like, that's the process. It's trial and error, trial and error. And if you're willing to do that, which you are willing to do in real life, but now in your creative process, All of a sudden, you're creating tangible products, services, offerings that are set in boxes in a way, but those boxes can totally unfold into magical things. And when you deliver on that box, you can feel resourced. Yep. But you have to, you you owe it to yourself to deliver at least on one MVP. Is it? Like That's it. And this is the final project of the interface, right? The MVP is like, what is that one little project that is viable that at least I put out there? Now, how does this tie into Akilia, Kay, and Kristen? Okay. So let's tie it in. Akilia, I don't know where you are in your process, but my gut is uh, that A commitment to creating copy on a daily basis, even if it's just one sentence, will turn into whatever it is that it has to turn into. Um, And then you can slowly build the confidence to say, hey, here I am, a writer, and I can help.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I've been working on, yeah.
0: Yeah. And my, my recommendation or encouragement is to let your freak flag fly okay just like let it just hang out there just put out one sentence anywhere on twitter i mean twitter is a great place to start mm-hmm. and allow your copy to attract the people that are curious to know who's the person behind these words
3: i just read a, um read a quote today that, that said um something could affect you. learn all the rules learn the show and then let your personality Um, shine through (laughs) which i thought was really good so i'm getting i'm learning the um the basics and all the you know the details of writing copy and then i let my own voice my own personality shine through
0: that is awesome that is awesome and that's that's what i would i would suggest and um something that's important is that just because we're doing this session today this this is an ongoing thing if if next week we show up and you're talking about some completely different thing and we've forgotten about where we started today, then whatever you started today was actually not the thing that you originally came here for. Like, this goes on. In fact, today is day 365, one year today, since I started this group, exactly one year ago. Yeah, bravo. And in my mind, I'm like, this sucks. I'm not doing a good job. Like, why isn't it, you know, working? (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know, like that that's the thinking but then i'm here with you and i'm like and i when i say you i mean all of us i'm like this is great this is crazy came out of thin air
3: and sometimes if you can help just one person i think it's it's so so worth it
0: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> you're helping me I, I really appreciate having this
0: uh, <laughs> that's awesome me, so. <laughs> that's that's awesome well i'm so glad you're here it, it makes my day um Kay, uh now to you where in a practical uh uh way where are you currently running into that thing where you're like ah i I just can't i'm feeling so much resistance because of the painful stuff that's not allowing me to execute where is that coming up
4: um it's mostly coming up on social media fantastic
0: what if i told you you don't have to do anything on social media that you can just delete all all social media outlets right now. How would you feel about that?
4: A little panicky.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And where where does the panic come from?
4: Well, because there is so much good in it that it's my own uh, housekeeping issue to keep the good and clean out the rest. Except I'd not want to, like, you know,
0: yeah. No, I don't know. Tell me.
4: <laughs> I mean, I want to have... I've, like fire I fire. I knew my husband, like, that social media is like the brave new world. And we've all just entered it. I mean, you know, 10, 20 years. But, and we still don't even know what we're doing here. But we're forging ahead. And I... I don't want to leave it, but I want to uh, do it better. Ah,
0: I love it. I love it. Okay. So when you say that, okay, do you feel more confident or less confident? I feel more confident. Oh, I hear it. (laughs) So, So it's like, that's where the clarity is. Holy shit, this social media game drives me nuts. But I'm not ready to let go because I think we can do it better.
4: Yeah, and it's not going to go away and the kids are coming in. I mean, the kids are growing up with it, so we have to make it better. Yeah.
0: But I don't know how yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's perfect. Sarah doesn't know how she's going to execute. Akeelia doesn't know how she's going to execute. Tristan is trying to figure it out, too. I don't know. But we have a clear vision. We want social media and our interaction with it to be better. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you do you realize that this is what um, uh, there's so much political debate about in the U.S.? It's like the founding fathers. Okay, where are the founding mothers? You know, the founding <laughs> people. like We can change things. Everybody's talking about stoicism. But all those stoic books are written by men. We're no longer in that kind of vibe. We have moved on. We can do it better. That gives me confidence. When somebody says, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I feel like we can do it better. Mm -hmm. Sign me up. Take my money. Let's go. (laughs) That feels so good. Yeah. Yeah, amazing, amazing, Kristen. Hello, hello. I know you're listening, and I know you. And um, without getting too technical, what is coming up for you as as we're sharing all this? And I I don't ex- I expect you to say anything uh, magical here. Just that what what's what what has come up throughout this conversation.
5: Uh, it's very meaningful to hear everyone's perspective and everyone's like what what is going on, and I can relate to a lot of it in in uh, um, you know from from where I am and what I'm trying to do. Uh, first of all, thank you for your kind words, Sarah. Um, that's very nice. I do get uh, a very much like a nervous buzzing um, a, when I just think about talking or sharing. Uh, eh, I, like, I just hate being in the center of attention. I hate being on the camera. So a lot of those are affecting me. Um, but, uh, but I will try. Uh, I, um, I have, uh, I'm thinking about a few different things. You know, I've been in fitness for 40 years and it's like, so it is my whole life. It's what I spend my time, most of my time doing. So I keep saying, um that I want to uh, I want more clients I want to teach more um but those opportunities are not it's like, it's not happening and I think in terms of getting more clients I never had to do that when I was in San Francisco um I, because the clients that I got was all through networking or referrals and when when they became my clients they never left so I had the same clients for like 11 to 15 to 18 years. So I never had to do any, um, like selling myself or any type of marketing, none of that. And now I am struggled with that since I left the US, just building clients because I so like, I, um, uh, I, I really don't like, I even refuse to do that part, I think, because I feel so, inadequate at it. And I just don't have that, um, that skill or the hat in a way. And I feel very much the same way with um, social media as Kay does. Um, and I feel a bit rebellious about it. And um, so when when people tell me, oh yeah, to use social media, you have to be on it all the time. Like, I just... I just refuse. I just don't want to do it. So I think that uh, for me, like wanting more work and, um, and ha- like, and having to use, or being told that I have to use social media is a major issue for me. I just like, I, I just run away from it. Um. So, uh, so that's, um, that's like one part of it. And a little bit, the same thing. I, um i don't really want to spend a lot of time with it but i if i'm going to do it i also want to know like how i can do it better
3: Mm -hmm.
1: so
0: i also hear that loud and clear uh and this is exactly what i was kind of alluding to to k is is kind of like you can delete it you don't have to do any of it mm -hmm. the question is why are you even pondering is is it because yeah is it because people are telling you it doesn't add anything so have to, what i have to be on it you mean yeah 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 you can you yes. can del- you can delete it all yeah screw it yeah. this is what i would suggest yeah achilia please
3: sorry yeah just, just to reiterate that um with social media you can you can curate it and to how you want it to be so for me there was a time where i was following lots of different people and it was very draining and just i wasn't a good place and so I've started, I unfollowed certain accounts and I've followed different accounts. So when I go on there, I I don't feel, I don't have any negative emotions. And I, I do, I get rid of that. <laughs> um, and also you find that I've met lots of people who have never been on social media um, or who have been and they've come off it. And people live normal lives. It's, it's actually perfectly fine. You can run a successful business without having social media. There are alternative ways. So uh, I just wanted to encourage you <laughs> to know oh, that you. you don't have to. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Thank,
0: thank you. you. Yeah, that that's wonderful to hear. And I love that because if you think about social media as um, a way of connecting with others, the first practice of social media is learning to do it in your vicinity, in your closest vicinity. This is acting local, thus affecting global. So locally where can you become social where can you connect with others furthermore in that connection if you deliberately want to deploy your expertise as somebody who's in the fitness um, industry what is the message and philosophy that you're trying to deliver and are you able to connect in a way that is of service Truly adding value without the agenda of thinking, I need to get more clients. I know you want more clients. You you want more money. You want to be able to one day potentially retire or know that you have a nest egg or you can pass some wealth on to the next uh, generation. Of course you want that. But th- the paradox is that, that the moment we become uh, seeking and destroying missiles of targets, of goals, we no longer are creating and actually adding value. We're just destroying. We're seeking to create. Social media is actually there for creation, but it becomes destructive in its nature. And this is part of who we are as human beings. We, we can't help but to want to compete. We can't help but being influenced by a system, thus an, al- uh, like an al- algorithm, it's influencing them. And also we're like, we want more likes, we want more comments. And then what does the, the, the company do? They say, oh, well, we're going to change the algorithm so they have to pay to play. That way we can have advertisers. We're going to accumulate some data, and that way through the day that we can uh, even angle it a little bit more. And all of a sudden, you're trying to play this game that just feels uh, empty, and it mm-hmm. sucks. So my encouragement is go ahead and delete social media for a while or just at least take it off your phone. You don't have to delete your account. And start becoming social in your environment, and do it um, quote unquote, for free. Hmm. I, I've shared this so many times, but this is like when I was sharing free content before on my website, and eventually there were people who uh, didn't have good access to internet. It was back back then. So I created these DVDs and I sent them out for free. Eventually, when I was sending these DVDs out for free, um, people were like, well, at least let us cover shipping. Okay, we'll cover shipping. I'll just put it there. And then one day we decided, and this was uh, my my partner back then's uh, idea, not mine, which was a genius idea. He said, set your own price. And that's when people were paying up to $500 for a DVD of content that already lived online for free. Do you, you see what I mean? Let mm. the market speak, and this is the creative nature: is how is art priced? Mm. Let the people speak, but you have to show them the art. You are the art. Your service is the art.
5: Mm. But you know the thing is, like I, I do feel like I am doing that in in. um like with the work that I'm doing now, I just feel like my my coaching is very good. And I, I just feel like some days I have such great uh, flow and uh, and I feel like it's really working. And I have offered things for free and I have done things for free. And it's just, and especially like uh, family, and, you know, I've offered it to family and they just
0: ignore it. <laughs> and. Okay. I'm going to stop you there, Kristen. Yeah. (laughs) Your family, unfortunately, tends to be the last people to actually care about what you're producing because you're so close to them. I remember millions of views on my website. One day, my dad calls and said, hey, I just found this website you're on all over the place. And it seems like it has a ton of traction. I said, yes, this is the thing I've been talking to you about for seven years it has millions of unique users this is crazy (laughs) and you know what happened after that he's like oh congratulations and then he never looked at the website again Mm. it doesn't mean anything he was just oh wow that interesting you're so close it doesn't do you see what i mean and this is not to take away from that experience because it is painful i mean my brother my older brother he's a Ph.D. He has every letter behind his his name. Uh, you can imagine he's he he has every accolade in the world. He's the best doctor. He's the best surgeon. He's the best, 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 best. Mensa. He, he has everything, but it's never enough. It's never enough because nobody in the family is like recognizing that as fantastic. Whereas something is happening in terms of recognition. We're like we love you beyond your accomplishments. And until you see that, you won't fully believe in yourself and thus you'll never fully feel connected. And I actually have a great relationship with my brother and we we, we all do for the most part. But that's just one little example of being, uh, seeking for some kind of recognition through our, our work and in in family. It's, it's, it's just a very difficult thing. Now, We've gone over time here by 23 minutes, and I know we've gone long, but I'm glad because this is session number one, and I kind of wanted to get into all this. Kristen, what is one thing, what is one vision right now that you're you you um, you're looking at uh, moving closer to?
5: I actually don't know.
0: Okay. That's the, the uh-huh. vision.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, one of the things that's on my agenda is to get a website made just so the information is there about what I'm doing. And, you know, that's the one thing. And I have a person who I've connected with here. uh, And um, it's so there's a financial part of that, that, you know, that I need to to deal with. But I have someone and that is the one one thing that I just feel needs to be done.
0: Okay, fantastic. So this is what we're going to do. All right. So in the insider group there is the forum. It used to be called Meaningful Shares, but now it's called the forum. In the forum, each one of you who is seeking for some sort of service, like a website, in that forum, I just want you to write what technical expertise you're seeking. Okay? And just to see if somebody in there can offer you that. And just allow that conversation to go from there. If nothing comes from it, Next week, we can continue talking about this. My suggestion, and and this is something I wasn't sure was going to happen, thus I didn't say it in the beginning. My suggestion, and actually, Sarah actually alluded to something here. Let's see what you said exactly because I missed it. Maybe we as a group should meet once a week, yep, Mondays, to have an eye on the outcomes, no matter how much it sucks, not to know how to change our lives. Together, it is easier. That's exactly what this is all about. (laughs) So what we're going to do is let's allocate uh, a file, in a Google Drive for ourselves, let's let's get a, a notebook, something that we can write in that is purely for this work that we're doing here, Mentorship Mondays. It's, we're going to get shit done. We're going to create something meaningful. And over the span of a year or two or whatever it takes, something will come from it. And this is the beginning of this process. I want to see every single one of us succeed. And you know this, but I do this for myself too. I do this mostly because I'm selfish. Because I enjoy like I enjoy these conversations. It helps me a ton. Uh but I also know that it brings you something. Otherwise you wouldn't be showing up. And thus, this puts us in a place where we're working together. This is the Freestyle Way. All right, my friends, that concludes today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you want to yeah, join one of our sessions, check out uh, the link that I have in the description or just visit FreestyleConnection.com slash insider and you'll get more information there and the link to sign up for your 10-day free trial and potentially uh, monthly subscription. All right. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you all. And I'll see you or you'll hear from me next week. Much love. Peace, everybody.